Well, hello there, family, friends, my new strangers that are becoming my friends. Thank you so much for reaching out and letting me know that you are enjoying the podcast. I'm loving uh, the opportunity to hang out with you guys every week. So welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you are not a dance mom, have no desire to be a dance mom, you've never met a dance mom before, this might not be an episode for you because I am going to spend a few minutes this morning just giving the my fellow dance moms um, a little bit of the experiences that I've had over the past uh, 40 years of being both a dance student and then a mom of a dancer. So uh, if you are listening to this, uh, when it releases on Monday, we are heading into dance season competition. Usually that starts end of March and goes through March and April and recitals are often in May. So here we are starting our dance competition season. The first one is next weekend and it is a two day uh, um, affair up in Strasbourg. So I have a few things that I want to share with dance moms out there who are heading into maybe maybe their kid was in combo for a year or so but they've never gone to a dance competition or maybe they've been to a dance competition before but it was a terrible experience and they would really like to improve on the experience of these dance competitions so if you've no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, kids go to dance all year long and they practice routines with a dance instructor and then the dance club enrolls them into competitions where they go and dance against other dance schools. And um, they're classified by how many kids are in the class. So if there's only two kids in the class, then that's a duo. And if there's lots of kids in the class and they're classified in a large group. And then there's the average age that's taken of the dancers in the class for their age category and then how many years of dance the kids have been doing dance uh kind of gives them ranking or not ranking that's not the right word but puts them into the category that they're going to be competing against so for the most part you're competing against other groups that are of the same age as your kid and have been dancing about the same amount of time with the same amount of students on the stage. Because when you have two kids on the stage, that looks like a very different routine than when you have 18 kids on the stage. So they try to make it so that the routines will look somewhat similar and you are competing against kind of a an even scoring um, platform. So that's what dance competition is all about. And I can remember how nerve-wracking it was as a dance student back when I was dancing. And back then we had to make all of our own costumes. Well, not all of them. We did at the end start buying costumes. But when I was little, my mom was definitely sewing on all the sequins. And my dad was super unsupportive and dance was a total waste of time and was way too much gas and we should not be doing this. And my mom and him would be fighting over her having to sew these sequins on and I'd be standing on top of the kitchen chair with her poking me with the needle and the two of them fighting about it. So I, I remember the nervousness and the anxiety of going into dance competitions and dance recitals and things started long before dance weekend because it was just, it was always kind of a sore spot in our house, me being in dance, not by my mom. She was very supportive and thought that I, um, was a great little dancer. And if my mom didn't think I was a great little dancer, then you just ask my grandma Dot, 
she for sure thought I was a great little dancer. So I really liked it. And I danced till I was in grade 12, all the way through. And then when I went into university, I was even uh, helping with a studio in Regina. So I really liked dancing. If you've ever been in one of my coached CrossFit classes, you'll have seen my moves. I got some good dance moves. <laughs> anyway, I was did not care if my kids went into dance. I have two daughters. My oldest went into dance for a couple of years and she has some rhythm and she did a fantastic job and she tried lyrical, no, uh, she tried musical theater and hip hop and tap and ballet. And what she hated the very most was the costume and the makeup. Did not want to do any of that, which is fine. I don't care. You don't have to. But I hear so many people talk about the the makeup on these little kids and why is that even necessary? And, you know, we don't need to be making these kids look like they're, you know, 15, 20 years older by plastering the makeup on them. And, and they just don't understand the purpose of why these three-year-olds are wearing makeup when they're dancing. And so uh, you don't, I didn't think that my kid needed to stay in dance. If she hated it and she hated the makeup and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. You don't have to be in dance. But I did understand why the makeup was there. And so my analogy or whatever, the way I rationale it in my head is if you're watching a television show and there's kids on that TV show, they are wearing makeup. Makeup is a part of performance. It helps the audience to enjoy the performance because they get to see the expressions of the kids. They get to see, you know, the, the change in, in uh, the change of expression is what I'm trying to say. I'm talking too fast. When you put the makeup on them and they're supposed to be portraying their sad little faces, you can see their sad little faces in the performance. And then sometimes there's a a turn of events and the music changes and now they're supposed to be showing their happy little faces. And when you have the makeup and the eyelashes and the bright lips, you can see now whether or not the kids performing this very well or not. That's a totally different story. There's a lot of kids with a lot of makeup who only have one expression up there and it's sheer fear. So that's, that's not the point, but, uh, performing the, the routine and includes facial expression. If you were in the audience and you were sitting six or seven rows back, you want to be able to see those kids. And if you were at a competition, you might be a whole balcony back. You want to be able to see those kids' eyes and how bright they are up on stage. And that is the purpose of the makeup with dance. It's not because we want our three-year-olds to look like little hoochie mamas and, you know, age them by 20 years before they need to. It's not about that at all. And... I know both of the grandpas did not think it was necessary for me to be putting makeup on these little girls. And I didn't bother explaining this to either of them because they're right about everything. But there is a purpose to wearing the makeup at the dance competition. So um, embrace it because it's part of performing and everybody gets to have their own opinion and that's mine. The first thing I want to tell you if I'm going to be giving advice out at all uh, or, or reassurance more than advice is that you will not know how to properly do the dance hair and the dance makeup. You will not know how to do that. And that's okay. None of us did. Even though I danced for 15 years myself, 
I was super nervous about the first time I had to get these kids hair done. So ask for help. Ask for help before you're in the heat of the moment, because I promise you the curly ponytail is going to be more work than you think it is. So you'll read on the sheet that your kid needs a curly ponytail and you'll think, oh, okay, I'll curl this ponytail. It's not that easy. Ask somebody for some help. And if you can afford it, buy the curly ponytail. They make them. So you don't even have to be fighting with the kid the night before with all the rag rolls and the sock rolls and the benders and the hot curlers and the, and then they just go straight in the morning anyway. You don't need to do all of that if you want to buy the curly ponytail for the kid. It was the best investment I ever made was because Kata and I could fight about things. So we just, I just took that one off the table, slicked back the hair, made it into a, a little bun, clipped the curly ponytail on, and she was done. It's super easy. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. If your dance instructor's asking you for a curly ponytail for your kid, they sell them. You might need to buy one for next season because it's late in the season and the color that matches your kid's head might be sold out. We went through that, but get it ordered for next season if your kid's dancing because it makes life a lot easier. It's okay to ask the other moms. We all did. If a new mom of a little person comes up to me and says, can you help me with this lipstick? Hells yes, I'm going to help you with that. I promise you the moms in the back want you to just relax and enjoy the process. So ask for help. If you have forgotten something, we have all forgot something. Do not panic. Do not freak out. If your costume needed double-sided tape and you didn't even know that, don't worry about it. Somebody back there has some double-sided tape. Just ask. That's another little piece of reassurance or maybe it's advice. I don't know, but I promise you, if you ask somebody in backstage, they're going to have what you need. We have been packing our, I'm going to say a word that you might not know what it is. We've been packing our rack and rolls, which is the great big, huge dance suitcases that are on wheels that come with their own uh, pop-up coat hanger thing. The rack and rolls have been packed for years. So there's bobby pins and safety pins and double-sided tape and glue and steamers for wrinkles. It's all in the rack and rolls. So if you walk in and you're thinking, I don't have any more bobby pins in this curly ponytail needs more bobby pins, just ask. We've got them. We have them in the back. And I promise you, we've all forgotten things. So uh, do not worry about it. You will get to be where you have that big rack and roll and you are wheeling it in with all the things eventually. Um, the other thing that I think is really, really important for moms at dance competition to know is that you're not going on stage, okay? You're not performing. So settle down. Let the kid be nervous. Let the kid have their butterflies. Let the kid be on the verge of hyperventilating, but you don't get to. You are the calm that settles down the nerves that the kid gets to have. Okay. So take a deep breath, mom. You are backstage being the calm, serene voice that the kid gets 
to be next to and to feel the vibe of when they are ramped up. And that's a hard one. And I have not always followed this advice, but I work at it tremendously. Even when I'm crazy nervous for my kid and we have only three numbers to make a costume change and she needs to be from ballet bun to curly ponytail in three numbers, and that's very stressful for a mom, I try to do it breathing as calm as I can. Like literally letting my whole body relax so that I can get this task done as fast as I can because the faster I move, the more mistakes I made. So I would just have to take a breath and get her through it. She might be freaking right out because she knows what a three co- three number costume change feels like, but she did not get fed from me. That nervous anxiety was not something I was giving her. It was something I was helping her to manage. So moms, you're not on stage, so settle down. <laughs> that is my best advice for all of that. The other thing that helps you to stay settled is to be really organized before you walk into the, (laughs) it can be a gong show in the back. And before you walk in there, you need to know, what is my kid going to wear first? What does she wear second if she's in more than one dance? How many dances are in between? So do your homework, dance moms. Print off the sheets that they have been that they send out on Facebook or they send out in the emails or however your club is communicating this to you, print out the program, highlight where your kid is, know how many numbers are in between, set up your costumes in that order if you want. If you've got three costumes hanging there, put them in order one, two, and three. Know what accessories go with it. Like every kid's going to forget a bow and a hat somewhere along the way. Try not to let that be you. But if it is, don't worry about it. We've all done it. So be organized. It helps with staying calm. When the kid is screaming, what dance is next? Know the answer. Because if they're panicking and they don't know what's next and you don't know what's next, it's hard to stay calm when you're unaware of what you're even supposed to be doing. Um, The other piece uh, that I noticed at Dance Pictures I thought I could share on this podcast before we head to competition is if your kid is um, coming to dance with their hair all done, That's the day to wear the zip up sweaters or the button up sweaters. Don't have anything that's going to be going over their heads. You don't have, you don't have the wiggle room to be getting um, a sweater or a hoodie or something over their head with all that hair and makeup done. So that's the day they wear something that buttons up or zips up. The other thing that sometimes dance moms bring is like a big pair of socks, either big pair of kids socks or a pair of your socks. So that when the kid is in between numbers, you put on the socks over top of their tights so that if they're running around and they can't wear their tap shoes when they're running around, they're not snagging a hole in their nylons, in the feet of their nylons that are going to run up the back of it while they're in between their numbers. So if you can put a pair of socks over top of the kid's nylons, it helps to save those a little bit. And that's something I learned by observation of the smarter moms before me. So I'm just sharing that now as I think about things that might be helpful for you. Um, okay. So just getting back to a little bit of the strategies that I used in order to help our, our relationship, mine and my kids relationship at dance. I preloaded, as you've heard in many podcasts before, 
like I like to do. I preloaded the expectations of our behavior. Okay. So when we were not in the heat of the moment at a dance competition, but just some other time when we were maybe driving around or having a teachable moment somewhere, I said, let's talk about how we're going to behave at dance competition. Cause I have some expectations that I want to follow for myself and of you. So it's not okay for her to bark orders at me, to treat me like her servant. It is not okay for her to be rude and disrespectful to me and rolling her eyes at my stupidity. Those things have happened. <laughs> I'm telling you this from experience. She has done all of those things. And in return, I have snapped back, been rude back, uh, set her in her place embarrassingly in front of other people. We have done all of those things. But when we have developed a little bit of a sign language, so ours is where I put my my fingers towards my eyes and then towards her eyes. You know, I don't know if you can, you can't see me doing it, but I'm doing it right now. Um, like I see you, you see me. We do that little eye um, signal. And when I'm doing that to her, it just is a little bit of a hand signal to say, tone it down. You're anxious, you're nervous, the butterflies are big, but you don't get to treat me like that during those emotions. And managing and handling emotions is a teachable uh, skill that I feel is my gift. I get to do this with my kid right now. I get to help them through these stressful times so that as they grow up and continue to add to the stressful situations in their lives, they have a little bit of coping mechanisms. So when she's getting herself right amped up at dance competition, I can help her to take a breath, tone it down, treat us nicely. All the people like, you know, someone standing right in front of you and you have a quick 10 minute costume change. Do not be yelling at the person that's standing in front of you. Take a breath and politely say, excuse me, I've only got two numbers. And I'm sure that person's just going to step right out of the way. She does the same thing to me. So if I'm getting grouchy and tired and hungry and it has been a long day and we are on costume change number five or six for the day, I get a little snappy and I don't want to be, but I've told her that ahead of time. I don't want to be snappy with you. I want us to enjoy our weekend together. So feel free to give me the, I see you finger, um, motion. If the behavior is turning South on my part, and it's, and it's happened. Both of us have done it to each other. Just back and check. What does this mean? Let's just get along. Let's just enjoy the weekend because I truly do love watching dance. I love watching my kid perform. I like watching the other kids perform. I love watching them grow and get more confident. I have watched kids be so nervous on stage that they had to bring their parent out there and do the routine on the stage with them at the recital. And then the next year, they're front and center and performing their little hearts out. That's the kind of confidence I love dance to foster and grow. And the reason I think it's such a valuable activity and sport is kids can really grow and become. The, there are skills that are happening up on that stage that you don't even realize that you're going to use way down the road in life. Like, I'm pretty sure the fact that I have been up on stage all by myself performing a tap routine to some sort of a sailor song helps me to be able to do this podcast today. 
Like there's transferable skills there that I know I'm utilizing now. So uh, anyway, I want you guys to enjoy dance season. If you are in our dance club and coming with me along the way and you have heard this message and you have forgotten double-sided tape or bobby pins and you don't know if your shoes are shiny enough and you can't get the sock bun into your kid's head, please ask me and I will I will either help you or I will tell Kelsey to do your sock bun because she's kind of the sock bun queen. And Lauren is the eyeliner queen. We all got our things back there. I don't know. Actually, as I say that, I don't know what my thing is. So maybe I don't have one and I'm just a really good delegator. But I promise you, I will smile at you and tell you that it is okay and that you should just take a breath and enjoy watching your kid dance and have a good time. The weekend has a lot to do with you, mom. So settle down and enjoy it. And then your kid will as well. And the more positive experiences that we can foster for these kids to build and grow their strengths on, the stronger little humans we are going to make. So here we go. Cheers to a happy dance competition season. I hope to see you all in the wings.